So as always, thank you for joining me. Enjoy the podcast. Kick back and relax. The force is strong and is with us always. And never forget. We have hope. Rebellions are built on hope. of this moment the force is strong make ten men feel like a hundred I'll take the next chance and the next you're rebels aren't you You call it the Jesse James. Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Yo, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. And so, like, here's the thing with Adam Driver. If there was a place to where I could have really forgiven him, I think it was at that moment. Say Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Not Adam Driver. Kylo Ren. That's fair. Re- Ky- when, I, when I saw Kylo and they teamed up and killed all those Emperor guards right. together. Yep. That was the only place where he could have remotely, in my mind, been like, let's go do the good thing now. You know what I mean? Where he could have also, like, he I was, going to. now I am, now I am uh, relieved of my manipulator. I just killed him. It was him all the time. I, like, that, I, that was manipulating me. But, like, he's clear, like, you could argue that the emperor was controlling him the entire time. And that, or not the emperor, the um, Snoke. Snoke was Snoke was controlling him the entire time, and then uh, now that he killed Snoke, he was free of this evil manipulation. And to be honest with you, maybe I could have let it happen and ran with the fact that they were going to love each other and that he was a good person. But that was the only moment, and he was still a schmuck. I think he's got puppy dog love for Ray. It just doesn't go the other way. That's what the Raylos don't understand, is that there's definitely romantic feelings and tension on Kylo's side. Ray just wants to bring him to the good side because she thinks she can save everyone, like Luke. No, but I think at this point she also is like, now it's too late. No, no. Now it's, I'm talking about the period between the end of Force Awakens and the end of Last Jedi, when they're doing the Force Skypes with each other and she's ta- get, being honest <laughs> with him. You said it so quicker than I did. I, I didn't even know how to call it, but yeah, the four, four Skypes. Skype. Yeah, the four Skypes. Sponsored by Snoke. Sponsored by Adam Driver's extremely chiseled tra- chest and forearms. No, Snoke was like doing it. That's what I meant. Like, so here's the question, Timmy. In a post-feminist world where you have people like me who are feminists who think that what's going on with Ray is like mind rape and like her ever going to him would be horrible, but you have young women who are very empowered and smart who are just personally in love with Adam Driver and can't separate between the two. And so, like, what can I say? You know, all I can keep doing is making the Jessica Jones comparisons and hopefully people pick up on it. Listen, I think at the end of the day, um, the fantasy of me being a gangster that sells drugs and it goes to strip clubs at night is something to fantasize about, you know, fantasize. Oh, interesting. I like this. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can fantasize about this lifestyle where I'm this big dog. So this is like Snoop rapping about being a gangsta as, like, this fantasy thing. That's interesting. So, like, my fantasy, if I, like, when I get drunk and I feel Jedi drunk and I'm 
I don't know, out with my friend, like, out with the guys and watching sports and blah, uh-huh. blah, blah. Like, uh-huh. And like, so maybe at some level I'm pretending that I live that life, right? Like that other life. Oh yeah, when you ball it in New York, you want to feel like you're 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 narcos. Like, yeah. You, well, you see it, you see it all the time, and you fantasize about it. But there's a fine line. Yeah. But there's a fine line between understanding what it's like to wake up actually in that life mm-hmm. and pretending with your friends for a couple nights a year that you live that life. You know. So I think that's maybe what it is. Like, and I hope that's what it is. I hope that it's just. Uh, a fantasy of je- a sexual fantasy of just to want to fuck Billy the Kid or uh, Mickey Knox from Natural Born Killers or or the amount of press and uh, love letters that Charlie Manson got in jail. You know what I mean? So so like it's one thing to fantasize and it's another thing to be like, yeah, I really. It's, a, it's one thing to fantasize and then it's other to be like, no, 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 that's what I'm striving to be. So if they're just joking, I guess. They're not. In saying that like, I, right, that's the difference. Like, that's the problem. Listen to my Raylo podcast with Jedi Geek Girl, who, by the way, of every Raylo I know, and I'm guess I'm biased because she's my friend and we've done podcasts. She's extremely self-aware about what's going on and she doesn't want a typical Raylo. She's more into Bendemption than Raylo. She's more into like want a Vader-esque ending. Not necessarily they ride off romantically to the sunset, but she listens to the Raylos and she's friends with the Raylos. She's very self-aware as a Raylo. So Jedi Geek Girl, if you're listening to this, you're doing a great job. No, Keep if, doing what you're doing. Hey, Jedi Geek Girl, if you're saying, wait, if, if she's saying that, like, she gently kisses him on the lips, no tongue, no nothing, just a gentle kiss as she lights the lightsaber into his heart, saying that, like, I did love you, just not not the person that you became. Or that you but here's the problem. There's not been a single moment in two saga movies where I've thought Rey is attracted to Kylo. And, like, right. I'm the kind of person <clears throat> who does generally underestimate this, and I often miss female signals for me when occasionally it happens until it's too late. Or luckily, if I have a friend with me, like on my birthday, I can't remember who it was. I'm not going to say anything more at the bar or whatever. Uh, right. Someone said something to me. Uh, I would not have known. Um, but, but it's so obvious that she at most wants to turn him to the good side and be, and be buds with him. Like there's no sexual, if anything, her two seconds with Poe at the end of episode eight, where she goes, I'm Ray. And he goes, I know. And they smile at each other. I'm like, they already have more chemistry than her and Adam driver from a sexual standpoint. It's like Jin and Cassian. Jedi Geek Girl people I talk to, even if they like Rogue One, they're like, oh, there was nothing between Jen and Cassie, and they were just friends. Simi, say it on the podcast. Do you believe there was nothing going on between Jen and Cassie, and you personally, Simi Klimo? I don't think it's a fair question, because their relationship lasted less than a week. Sexy looks. We had 20 sexy looks. They held held each other at the end of that movie the way people who had been married for 50 years would have held each other. Right, which we haven't seen from Ray and Kylo. That's what I'm saying. Ray hasn't done anything like that. that. Listen, listen. There was a moment. Hold on, Simi. Simi, sorry, really quickly. There was a moment in that commentary. There was a moment in that commentary where you, you were kind of going along with my sexy look thing and you weren't sure about it. But there was a look, it's that one where he says, welcome home, and they kind of are circling each other, and she kind of leans in and then walks away, where it hits you, where you're like, oh my god. It, but next thing you know, we're talking about elevator sex. <laughs> we're like, right, they have the sex thing. in the elevator? 
no, there's no way. And that's the thing. Like, it's, it's like they're holding hands for comfort and love. Sure. And listen, comfort, intimacy is not necessarily ejaculation and penis and vagina. You know what I mean? Like, you can be intimate in other types of way ways. And they didn't Pizza have enough time to take a shower, let alone fuck. So right. like, so like they were, but they were definitely intimate together. So I would say yeah. there's, there, you could have been in, you could be in, more intimate with someone that you never slept with than someone you did sleep with at some level. Look, Sammy, the number of Daisy Ridley movies I've seen outside of Star Wars is exactly zero. Okay. Right. And so I don't know if she can put on the sexiness like Felicity Jones because Felicity Jones is known for being in historical romantic dramas with people such as Ray Fiennes and so forth for 20 years since she was a kid actor. Even the comedies she's in are romantic comedies. Felicity Jones is known for being great in either romantic comedies or romantic dramas. Diego Luna, also Itumama Tambien, and a ton of other things. Even Narcos, he's, they constantly play on his side. And they're so good looking how, and charismatic. How could you blame the two of them? I truly believe they went in with Felicity and Diego Luna and said, you know what? If there's chemistry, there's chemistry. And if there's not, there's not. And they wrote it so that it would go either way. And it ended up that they had amazing physical chemistry. So they went with it. And those actors are so amazing and have done that stuff before. Adam Driver's done some of that stuff, obviously, on TV and film. Daisy Ridley's really not. And so, but but let's put it this way. I I don't think either Ryan Johnson nor J.J. Abrams has written Ray to have feelings for Kylo because Daisy Ridley is unable to do it. I just don't think, like, I think they agree with you and I that there's a weird connection, but from her end, it's not romantic. And so it's completely projecting from the minds of female Star Wars fans who love Adam Driver. I'm sorry, guys. You can unsubscribe now. I've talked about this a ton. You know I talk 80% about females. I've gotten criticized recently about talking too much about females. I did an you know, hour and a half long Scarlett Johansson podcast, but it's because I love these young actresses. Um, not just because I love women, and I talk about my man crushes when I have them. Adam Driver is not one of them, although I really have always loved his acting chops going back to girls. I was one of the few people who was like, I was like, I think this guy's going to be great in Star Wars, and I love him as a bad guy. But Simi, as someone who's been through, been through it and haven't had a long-term relationship in a while... But still into girls, and, and I'm open to it. I've not seen a moment where Ray is really like digging his vibe on that level. The Cassian Jin twenty. Let's put it this way: the twenty oh, Jin Cassian totally. sexy looks. There hasn't been one like that where it's been mutual both ways from Ray and Kylo. I think it's coming from Kylo, not Ray. No, that's my point. That's my whole point. They yeah. listen. We agree. we agree. There, there's listen. At the end of the day, there is a little bit of Stockholm in this because. She, she is kind of his captain. He well for five minutes in Force Awakens until she fights back. Yeah, no, no, not in Force Awakens. I'm talking about in Rogue One. I'm sorry. She is, she is. Uh, oh, Cassian's uh, captor. Oh, that's, yeah, that's interesting. Yes, yeah. you know. So let's not forget. There's that going on. I mean, yes, they're fighting the same fight, and by the time they're back and she's convincing everybody to come join her. Like she's not like a slave anymore. You know what I mean? Like they're not. Yeah. I mean, I think if, if Galen or had had a son, it would have been the same exact. I don't think they treated her differently because she was a girl. No, 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 no. My point was she, her choice was either to come with him to go on this mission or to go back to jail. 
Leanna Huxley. That's not Stockholm syndrome, but yeah, that's no, a, a threat. No, she was she was still in jail, is what I'm saying. Like either way, either coming with us or go to jail. Sure. Like so, we we kidnapped you from jail. Yeah, Saw Guerrero's not going to come save you. We know that. Right. You, we kidnapped you from jail, and we'll put you back in jail unless you go on this mission for me to help kill your father, basically. Yeah, he's going to put that. you back in that hole unless you help us, straight up. With Mon right. Mothma and Mon Mothma she, and Bail Organa are standing there during that threat, and they let it go on. Supporting that threat, saying that that's what they're going to yep. do. Who knows if they would actually do it or not? You know, I don't think Mon Mothma would have let that happen, but she certainly let the threat happen. So so they let her have the gun, and she's a little bit more... I'm just saying, like, there's also falling in love with him because, like, a little bit of Stockholm Look at those puppy so dog eyes. There's He's part so cute. of that. There's part of that. Um, and then there's the part where there's... they Listen, relationships are built through experiences. Like, you fall in love with someone not because you think they're fucking hot. You fall in love with them because... You you have things to talk about and you go through experiences together and they end up being, you know, positive experiences. And, and even not with a lover, like with a friend, like you and I are friends because we, we, we've known each other for so long that we've had experiences together, you know, like going to Jessica's wedding or something like that. You know, that's what builds relationships. There was a study done where they interviewed people who uh, – who were stuck in an elevator with a stranger and it was a psychology psychological study. And they found that like, they're all still, if you were ever stuck in the elevator with some stranger, like a lawyer and a janitor, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a stripper and a banker, they're all like best friends. Like they're still good friends and they still keep in touch. Be, and the same thing, like if you're joining a fraternity or joining the army or the military, they try to put you through experiences so you build a relationship because that relationship is experience. So they went through the murder of her father, the explosion, a war or two, and then succeeding on a mission that will inevitably save the galaxy together. So whether they actually love each other or not, the emotions and gratitude as they are about to die, holding hands, loving one another is is all what is what could have been what will be and they will die at lying next to each other you know what i mean and understanding that so the whole their whole relationship was extremely intimate extremely like together versus like i watched you kill my only you know the only person to ever take me under my wing after my father and mother abandoned me um and you, I watched you stab him in the heart, and he created her film. Well, Leia would be the other, but that's okay. No, no, no I'm just saying. I'm, I just, I just think like the relationship between you know uh, what's what's going on in Rogue One. That relationship is way more solid. Of like, you know, wow, I wish we had another ten years together, or another ten minutes together, like some line, some cheesy line like that as the world explodes, versus like. You know, Han gave me everything, and I respect. He's like literally a hero in my eyes, and I got to live with a hero who happens to be your father, and I watched you kill him. So, like that couldn't just a normal human being of any measure, if they went through that, would never fall in love with that person who she she or he saw do that. It's just not normal. So, like that's why I find like the whole relationship, like the whole like you know, yearn for that relationship relationship to exist 
just fucking mad. Yeah. Like it's it's just fucking mad. You're you're like you're out of your gourd. Like, can you imagine? Like, think of your favorite teacher mm-hmm. you've ever loved in your life, <laughs> and think about watching. Every time I get to on Kylo and Han, it's like a fucking dissertation. I mean, it's just it's just the idea that these people. Like, I understand like Mickey Knox is sexy. Look, it's a like, reality to me, whether we like it or not, is that women that you would normally respect are Raylos deep down. It's crazy. It's so irrational. There is no logic. I, it just doesn't make any sense. There's no it's logic like, in love, Simi. There's no logic in love. Oh, come on. There's no logic in love. Especially I young know. love. And a lot of these are young women. Look, dude, here's the difference. The the Star Wars women, like personalities who are our age or even older, or like Claudia Gray, who wrote Bloodline, Lost Stars, Leia, Princess of Alderaan, etc., etc., they post about Jin and Cassian all the time because that is a mature relationship. When they filmed Rogue wow. One, both Diego Luna and um, Felicity Jones were not only had been nominated for a shit ton of awards in all media in their various places, but were in the early 30s. And I know Adam Driver's older than Daisy Ridley, but she's young. I mean, she's younger than Mark Hamill was. Um, for sure. I mean, she's closer to Hayden Christensen's age than um, Mark Hamill's age uh, in terms of the trilogy or whatever. And there's a difference between the sort of the puppy dog uh, fantasy Disney storybook love that you want to see on paper between Ray and Kylo and the actual adult, mature, physical, sexual chemistry that's going on in Rogue One. And so when I talk to people who don't see the, the, the pheromones flying in Rogue One, it makes me a little suspicious, not suspicious, but makes me a little concerned about their personal lives. Um, that maybe they're not experiencing things, you know, like the, the like, let's put it this way, Simi, right? All, all the great romances, all the great relationships are usually unplanned. That's a, that's a little, that's a little bit of a jump of a projection. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't say that. I would just say they're just a little dense. You know what I mean? Like, it's subtle just cause they don't see <laughs> I don't know it. Who's being, I don't know who's being more insulting here on this issue. You or me. It's tough to say. I think you're being a little like saying that those people don't like, don't give fuck a lot or aren't in love or something. Like, That's not what I see. You are reading into this. They're probably having more sex than me because I'm having exactly zero sex. Yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying, I think, I think someone who wasn't looking into it much could miss it. I'm saying there's a difference between idealizing love and look, if it's your movie and it's your storybook movie, then sure, that's the thing. That's why I can't be up that upset. Is like if this is your fantasy, sure, but to Listen. think that it's going to happen and that J.J. Abrams is going to give what's in your brain directly to a million millions of Americans and people around the world, I just don't think is happening. And I'm, this is actually concern for people I know who are out and out Raylos who are younger, a little more naive. I'm not saying they're not in sexual relationships and stuff, but are a little bit younger and I'm more naive and more idealizing of this stuff. And I'm concerned when they don't get what they want. But you know what? That's a that's a life lesson. At the end of the day, if you if someone wants to sit there and tell me like who's more likely to bang, bang Kylo and and Ray or or, or Jim and Ka- Jin and Cassian, oh, and you tell me Kylo and Ray, like you're a fucking idiot. I guess that's my point. Like let's say. Let's say in a perfect world, no one dies in Rome. No, we genuinely debated for. Uh, 
15 seconds whether they had elevator sex. It seemed feasible after us watching the movie closely, the way they're staring and up against each other in the elevator. We, we were both like, it could have happened. <laughs> you're, you're not thinking Kylo and Rey are having elevator sex, especially with her in handcuffs again in Last Jedi, as you pointed out. Right, right. She has to murder him. She has to murder him. She must murder him. Yeah. We're on the same page, Sammy. We're just framing it differently in our minds. But we, you and I have been on the same page about this from the beginning. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to say, like, if your answer is Kylo and, and Ray are fucking, is like, I'm making it clear to our viewers, uh, sorry, to our listeners right now, what I'm saying so they can get mad at me and tell me why I'm wrong. Because I would like, and I'm not being confrontational, I just logically can't understand the train of thought that you see this happening. It's not like the guy who, I don't know, like, keyed your dad's car and you fucking hate your father or something. <laughs> like, it's not that, you know, badass with an earring and a switchblade who sells, you know, dime bags. Like, we're, we're talking about a filthy fucker. Like... He's like a horrible genocidal maniac, and like. But maybe he's a gentle lover. <laughs> he's sensitive and soft and feminine in bed, Simi. Why? Because he has long hair and a temper tantrum, like a seven-year-old with a lightsaber. Give me a fucking break. He has a small penis. He must like. My God, man. Oh, I just, I just find it so. I can find all the other things. Like, if you're in love with Jesse James or or Billy the Kid or or these these fucking people from history, Malcolm like, Reynolds, <laughs> whatever. Like, if you're in love with them, at some level, it's like this stupid fantasy that can never live out. And this one is too. It's not real. It's all fake. Blah 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 blah. But like. If you find it logical that you are the princess in this story, or you are the the you're the you're Ray, like like really, you could just be like, yeah, I mean, so he killed his father and my best I mean, friend. You can go on a hundred first dates and then, with no thoughts or expectations, go to a wedding and suddenly have amazing chemistry with a girl you've never met before. That's how I feel about Jin and Cassian, and that's how I feel about Poe and Ray. Is they had two seconds together, and they immediately had better personal chemistry on that level than than Ray and Kylo. I don't think that's unintentional, and to me, their personalities, him being more like Han Solo and her being more like Leia, balance out perfectly in a relationship. Whereas her and Kylo, you know, like Ray's too smart. Even if she had feelings for Kylo, she's too smart to to pursue it. She knows how terrible he is. She closed the door on him. She physically and metaphorically closes the door on his face at the end of Last Jedi, and that's part of what makes him even more homicidal than usual because Ray closed the door on him. You know what? I think I think Poe and Finn have the best chemistry. Well, that's, well they, they, they agree with that. Heterosexual yeah. society, like yep. they'd be like clearly making out at this point, especially well, John like John Boyega just posted a picture of them on the skiff, which we've seen in the trailers, but it was specifically highlighting his and Poe's asses, like touching one another or whatever. <laughs> no, no, him, really him straddling, they're straddling each other. Uh-huh. Buddy, buddy, buddy. Yeah. Here's, like here's your jacket. No, you keep it. It suits you. You keep it. It looks good at me, buddy. Oh, my <laughs> oh, God. It's you really completed my mission. You complete me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to complete your missions. 
Anyway, um, I just put on Rogue One. God, I love it when she shoots him right here. I wish she killed him. I don't know how she doesn't kill him. Is he wearing a plate or something? It's the best. I said this last time. Actually, I think I mentioned this at last podcast. I listened to... Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a flawless movie. It's a perfect movie. I, honestly, I, I can find on repeat watchings. Any minor flaws have completely dissipated for me in the film. I'm so caught up in the character drama and just how beautifully it's shot. And to tie it back together, man, to end at least these two episodes, and then you and I can have a little talk off mic. Is again. I knew from the beginning that Rebels was leading up to, uh, to, to, to Rogue One, but I didn't really get into Rebels till season three because of my love for Rogue One. And then I'm like, okay, I need to watch this Rebel show. I hear it's great, and it leads up to Rogue One. This season really does it. Um, and I think, again, my biggest criticism of the Sabine thing here is by now we had seen Galen Erso, who's an older and more complicated version of what Sabine did on Mandalore with the Death Star, um, but also having to protect his daughter and so forth. And we had seen, um, you know, Jin, who was, you know, kind of like a Sabine type character. Um, but more so, we had seen Cassian. It's one thing to do horrible things for the Empire. So, I mean, tons of good people did horrible things to, for the Empire. But what makes Cassian the most interesting of all these characters is he did horrible things for the Rebellion. And that's what's mm. ultimately so interesting to me. Mm, that makes sense. And that's why we're getting the show, baby! Yeah, man. It's going to be awesome. I think they can go in all sorts of directions. And I think they have a lot of content. And I think, uh, you know, I, I like that there's so many different properties and so many different Star Wars. And I like that, like, there's a thin line that kind of ties them all together with the with the new canon. So it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I'm totally zoning out. What's his name? Uh, uh, Saul Guerrero just came. So, um, so to tie this all together... Uh, Come, my child. Come, Anyway, but you, you get my point. We have a long way to go. We have a long way to go. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, it looks like Ewan McGregor is in actual final negotiations for Obi-Wan show on Disney+. Obi-Wan. It's really happening, Simmy. It's really finally all happening. happening. They are here. They're here. Here's They're the problem, here. Simmy. Here's the problem. Is I have argued. I argued during the early days of the Last Jedi crisis. I argued during the early days of the Han Solo crisis that the the, the fan base was much bigger and more united and enthusiastic than people were saying. And right now, since Celebration, it absolutely seems like that. Solo is a movie a ton of people seen. They've actually made their money back and more, which they didn't expect to. There's talk of Solo, Kira, number of people doing TV shows. Like it actually happened. That actually happening. Um, oh, you mean what we said in our Solo? Yeah, we podcast. said that. We, we well, we said that before the movie, but we definitely said it after the movie. Yeah, a year and a half ago. Um, Can I ask uh, you a question? But, real well, really quickly, Simi. But if if the Ray and Kylo situation is handled poorly in either direction, if it's so Raylo that you and I throw up in our seats, or if it's so not Raylo that the Raylo suddenly get, because I've already heard, you know, the Raylo people love the saga movies. They think. They think Rogue One and Solo are kind of quaint, but clearly Force Awakens and Last Jedi are the best. And then there's people like us from our generation who think exactly the opposite, that Solo and Rogue One are the best uh, overall, and that the saga movies are very flawed. And especially the Raylos, if the Raylos are not happy with how that's resolved, and they're already not into the Mandalorian, for example, you know, the, the, the fan base could be divided again. Maybe that is the... That, that's the fate of Star Wars, man, to constantly divide the fan base and then unite them and then divide and unite. 
Well, I mean, that's unfortunately the the way we communicate in social media. Well, it sucks for them because you and I have basically enjoyed everything (laughs) that's come out of Right, (laughs) right. I I feel like it's just like a good wine. It's like so that vintage is my least favorite property of the new star wars and i still love it it's just i i I mean what more could i ask for you know what's funny i look back to like my earliest memory of my first action hero movie and like of course in my mind there's batman but there's also he-man and Mm. uh masters of the universe and it's interesting i have the power yeah yeah, yeah, I just, it wasn't a great storyline, and it wasn't a great movie. I just didn't understand, like, at that age, at that time, I guess I didn't know how to do it, and, and, and Fire beat me to it 20 years later, was I just, like, I was like, they should just do this for all these comic books. Like, it's just like, why wouldn't they? You know, Batman's out and He-Man's out, so why don't they just do them all? Like, I would love that. And I just kind of thought that, I guess... You know, only boys like comic books or I don't know. I just kind of thought like this is just my line of hobbies and people are into other shit. But 20 years later, that's just like the most popular thing in the world. You know, like when I was 10 and like, you know, eight when that movie came out, 10 when I was really into comic books, 10 to 13, maybe I I stopped collecting comic books when I was in high school and started again in my 30s. but, you know, you, you, you just think, like, oh, that's what I'm into, and, like, that's your, your fantasy that they're going to create all these fucking movies about your like, comic book heroes because, like, isn't it obvious they do well? Because, I mean, Batman did amazing. Batman Returns did amazing. And, and even, like, the failures with, um, you know, Batman Forever and, and Batman and Robin still made money. They spent a little too much money on the fourth one, but... It still, it wasn't a failure. Like, people still went to it in the theaters. Like, it wasn't awful. So, I'm just surprised it just took two, maybe it was the technology and, the, like, doing it right to make it look good, but I'm just surprised it took this long to, like, make all these movies, and now it's just like, you know, what aren't they going to make? You know, <laughs> you know all the spinoffs, right. it's like, it, right. you know, and, it's, and, and literally, it's great. Like, it dawned on me that, like, that's the last Avengers movie. That's it. There won't be another Avengers movie. Like, there's going to be spinoffs. They're going to... Oh, there'll be plenty of Avengers movies, Simi. Do not worry, my friends. Oh, you think they're going to do a straight-up Avengers movie? Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, the Black Panther crew with Wakanda, none of whom had a lot of screen time in Endgame, and so the next big team-up would be those guys. But I guess what I'm saying by an Avengers movie... Tony Stark and Captain America running the ship and they're they're not going to be there. So mm. it's like a whole new it's the continuing the generations but I don't know for me first of all, Um for me first of all even when I was reading X-Men briefly in some other comic books like when I was like 11 12 years old even then I, I remember feeling like it didn't totally speak to me after I'd loved Star Wars as a kid, and then I was, you know, taking a break. But then I read Tolkien, and then I read Dune, man, and both of which inform Lord of the Rings. I'm sorry, Star Wars greatly, um, and not really comic books. And it just made me realize again how brilliant. And I actually started watching Star Wars a lot more again in high school, especially Empire and Return of the Jedi, because I realized how brilliant it was and how influenced it was by works like Tolkien and, and, and Dune and so forth. Um, and that has never stopped. And 
I've done a ton of Marvel coverage, man. I started my podcast because of Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and Ultron, and Guardians of the Galaxy. There was a string, uh, X-Men, Days of Future Past. There was a string of great Marvel movies. And, of course, you know, Force Awakens had just come out, which I liked, and then Rogue One. And then as soon as Rogue One hit, and I started watching Rebels, I flipped to Star Wars. And you know what, Simi? I've tried to do the list, the Marvel list. They've had almost 30 movies. I have 10. And after that 10... I, I can't even rank the other ones because I don't even like them. So I only like about a third of the Marvel movies. The only Star Wars property I out and out hate is, you know. Two. two. Attack of the Clones, yeah. Yeah, number two. Yeah. yeah, everything else I can watch or at least like if not love. Attack of the Clones. Right. But, but Clone Wars... Which was pre-Disney, yes, but they preserved it and are continuing it. Clone Wars, Rebels, and the four new movies so far, I can't really complain. And so for me, Star Wars is betting at a much higher level. Not to mention they address, again, adult themes to wrap up here, man. Heroes of Mandalore, like genocide and murder and death and, uh-huh. and sacrifice in ways that we've never really seen Marvel do it. Yeah, yeah. And just I because guess. Deadpool has a foul mouth and there's a lot of blood doesn't actually make it a more mature property than Star Wars Rebels. I know that sounds crazy, uh, but, you know. Listen, at the end of the day, I'm here to be entertained. Um, and I want the variety because I need it. Right. And Which I is part agree. of why you ate solo higher than me, by the way. Yeah. Well, I agree with you on all those. Everything you just said, I don't disagree with any of it. So it's, all, it's all right. But for me, it's like, I'm going to watch the sequel no matter how bad it is or the third one or whatever, no matter how bad it is. Because I, if I enjoy the story a little bit and you want to show me more of it, it's just frosting. I'm not comparing it to, like, the best movie in the world. I'm comparing it to, like, I want to watch this on a Saturday and I like going to the movies. So it's like, will I enjoy watching it in the theater and find aspects to where, like, you know, my, my $15 – on my ticket went somewhere and that's that's what i'm looking for mm. but you know but then there's a whole other aspect because i love going to movies that i also can set aside that like i found this entertaining versus like this is a shitty movie versus like this is an amazing phenomenal film like i saw the movie the help recently and i i mean it's it's a really an incredible movie the acting in it is top notch and I also saw the movie Aquaman, which is not incredible, even though there are some incredible actors in it. But it's not incredible. And I found them, one was moving to where I thought about it, and, and it was, you know, impressional. And help one, tons of hardware. Right. And then the other one was about some, ma- no, just kidding. And <laughs> yeah. No, and the other one was, you know, a fun action movie that, like, I'm glad I watched. And I have I a really Jessica nice Jessica Chastain TV. and Viola Davis. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the difference. Like, you know, but but sometimes I don't want to, like, cry and feel bad about, like, my country. And, no, but like, that's actually the difference. Is Amber Heard and, and Jason Momoa versus Jessica Chastain and Viola Davis, you can't compare right. it. I don't care what the property right. is. There, in one case, you have two or three actors, actresses that are Academy level, and another, you don't. I'm not saying they never will be, but right now, Emma Stone... Um, Jessica Chastain and Viola Davis have all won Oscars. Right. So we, Raina and I, when, you know, we're, this is our busy season. We're almost at the end of it in our, in our regular jobs. Um, the summer is like when both of us are crazy. So we've been actually killing uh, Elementary. It's a uh, Sherlock Holmes, Lucy Liu. 
um, modern days, and it's it's very good. Um, but like it, it's very it's it's enough to where it's mentally challenging, entertaining, and but not to where we have to invest so much because the the episodes aren't climbing. You know, they're all there. Maybe there's two or three that climb, and then but most of them are independent episodes. So versus like a lot of shows out there, like there's like investment and like everything depends on the other one. And it's just harder to like, you have to know like what happened in the last episode and blah, 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 blah. blah. Anyway. So it just, there isn't much of a climb. It's really just, there's different cases that they solve all the time. So it's just enough entertainment for as much energy as we have to dedicate to it versus something like, do you want to watch the help? You know what I mean? Like that's, you know, spending emotional drain at the end of the day on a Tuesday is not what I want. It's exhausting at some level. So different types of entertainment at different times is what you can afford. So it's not like you can watch an Academy Award winning film. Like I'm not watching Schindler's List again ever. But you are like, watching Rogue One. And there was a time when you said you didn't watch Rogue One a lot because of how dark and depressing it was. But now, like me, well, you've learned to be able to put it on in the background and watch it in different <laughs> in different ways. And other people have too, dude. Yet. Which is why people have come back to Rogue One and more and more people are saying it's their favorite of the new movies because they've gone yeah. back to it and realized how complicated and interesting it is. I cheat. It's the same thing. thing of like watching the first forty-five minutes of Blow. It's fucking awesome. I'll put Rogue One on pot, on uh, mute though in the background because you know it's one thing to watch them say the lines versus hear hear them say the lines. Then I really start crying. <laughs> How old is Daisy? Now probably twenty-four. But when she Unless started she this whole thing, she was probably eighteen or nineteen. She was nineteen when she filmed Rogue One. Well, no. Oh, you mean Felicity Jones? Oh, I'm sorry, Felicity Jones. She's all right. She's all right. She's maybe a year younger than you and I. Oh, she's an incredible actress. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. She did great Her, on the basis of sex. I wish the movie had also, been more epic, but she was awesome in it. She'd also look. But I haven't seen it. I need to do that. Uh, she also would look great as a cartoon because like they'd be able to do her eyes really well i mean i know you don't like watching forces of destiny but the three Jin urso episodes yeah. one of which is with sabine and the other one is saving a loth cat which is the cutest I thing saw it, ever I saw it, I saw it, she's I saw great it, as a cartoon it. and she voices yeah, it yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I she love, actually voiced it? well that was my big wish before season four of rebels was that either cassian or Jin, and car- especially Jin in cartoon form come in it didn't happen but you just the fact that it could have was cool yeah man I love the 2D art style of Force of Destiny. I love that they're doing all these shorts for the little kids, one minute to two minutes long. It's a great animation. Um, and uh, they're trying to do so many different formats. You know, again, I know Avengers has the big money in the short term. Although, by the way, dude, Force Awakens still smoked, uh, uh, end, not smoked, but beat Endgame significantly in the United States by over $100 million, even though Endgame oh, made really? $3 billion worldwide. So Force Awakens, $1 billion in the U.S. is probably not going to be beaten ever unless star wars produces another movie because when star wars is amazing and it hits the zeitgeist there's nothing americans like more than a star wars movie i don't care this marvel stuff marvel is always having to put an a plus effort out uh, simmy because they know they could be out of the zeitgeist like they were in 2000 before x-men and spider-man do you know why i think that is i think star wars captured um, the perfect 
amount. I mean, it was popular at such. So my mom is appreciates movies and likes going to the movies. But like, if you ask her to like tell you what happened in the movie, like there's no way she could do that. Like she loses things, but she still enjoys it. Like not because she's old. She's been doing this even when she was my age or younger. It's just it's not. It's like she just. It's just too much going on to follow the story sometimes, so she misses like plot lines and stuff. It's just how she is, but she's very intelligent. It's just, it's just not how she. She's a more of a reader than a yeah. movie person, yeah. right? So she'll go. The fact that like Star Wars was a big deal to her, even yeah, you know what I mean. My mom, she, my mom won't the, go see a Marvel movie for shit, but she'll go see every Star Wars movie and she loves them. Yeah, so. <clears throat> So the fact that it's significant to someone's in their 60s and the fact that it's significant to someone in their 30s and the fact that it can be and it's now significant to, you know, my five year old goddaughter, you know, like you've 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 dominated the buying market of anything, because at the end of the day, like. I don't think Mickey Mouse is cool, but Lila, my, my niece, thinks Mickey Mouse is cool. Martha, my mom, doesn't think Mickey Mouse is cool. So you can keep going through this. But, like, we could all agree, even though my goddaughter has kind of gotten off of, of Star Wars a little bit, sadly enough. I'm sure she'll come back to it. Oh, but um, They always come back. Yeah. She'll come back to it and think it's cool again. And... But the fact that it spans generations and is popular to generations is really why it's 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 the most damn do- dominant franchise. I think taking a full year and a half off in all media, other than like Star Wars Resistance and a few things, um, right. was an amazing idea. Um, it, I thought so at the time. I, I dreaded waiting, but now that we're almost through the wait and they're not releasing a trailer till October, which I'm so happy about. I said I only wanted one more trailer and I wanted it close to the movie like they did with Rogue One, man, and they nailed it with the final Rogue One trailer and they're going to nail it with the final Episode Nine trailer. When does Episode Nine come out? I just sent you the the the, the Finn uh, Poe uh, pick on Skype. 120 days from yesterday. So December, yeah, it's 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 a Christmas movie, which is where Star Wars is uh, supposed to be. They should have done Solo at Christmas. That was the whole point. Right, 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 right. Solo would right. have made eight to nine hundred million instead of five hundred, but it doesn't matter. They, they made their money back. Yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. Well, this has been fun. I really like the tangent that great. we went on. I don't think we need. Uh, sorry, guys, we're gonna still do the other episode. No, 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 no. I, this is always what I wanted to do. But you'll be excited when you just see the the screenshots for In the Name of the Rebellion Part 1 and Part 2 where Sa and Ma Mothma are going at each other. It's great. That's awesome. And then Sa almost converts, you know, Sabine and Ezra to his side for the same reason Cassian does extreme things. Because some people see that... That's the thing, man, is Cassian continues to do very daring things on behalf of the Rebellion. He just realizes that Jin's vision is better than you know, the general, the, the, the bad rebel general's vision or whatever of just assassinating people, for example. Um, they continue to want to take action. And just, just, just to tease it, man, at the end of the Name of the Rebellion Part 2, they're done with Saw Gerrera and they're never going to deal with him again. But Sabine and Ezra still have a spark of like, we need to do more. And that's why they go back to Lothal against the wishes, actually, of Mon Mothma and the Rebellion, as we will say, to fight that battle and free the planet. Yeah, man. I, I think there's just nothing but up, man. Nothing but up. And and 
still watching all this other stuff. I, I'm really looking so forward to the So final thoughts on this or any yes. other topic? I'm giving it to you as, 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 the, as the senior contributor guest. Go ahead. Any, anything you want to talk about? I think, I think I really, I, just to echo what you said and not to be an echo, but it really was oversaturated and it was coming out way too quick. Uh, even as a major fan, like I felt like, there's three Marvel movies a year and tons of stuff on TV. I mean, only in comparison to past Star Wars, is a quick. Well, I just it's just a little more time. Like, I feel like you shouldn't. I feel like there, a movie should be released. You watch it in the theaters. It comes out on video, and then as soon as the DVD release or the DVD release, you know what I mean. As soon as the live streaming comes out, another movie is going to come out in a month. You know, it was weird. Like I thought that was just a little. That I I mean like it being a fan awesome, but I felt it was just it was a little too quick that like you know let me let me let me chew this up a little bit more and then and then I'm gonna go see it. But it was always like just it was just so rapid so quickly. And I think Solo is what's what really was uh, the sacrificial lamb to that oversaturation, but still the money is there because the, the product is still good. So, you know, we said it the same way. And I, I, I said it then is like, it doesn't matter. It's a good movie and people are going to watch it. So maybe it's not going to make as much money because they go and watch it, uh, streaming instead of at the theater, especially because, so, especially what because you put Donald Glover as an animated lion. It makes a billion dollars. And you put Amelia Clark as Khaleesi on game of Thrones and it makes multiple billions of dollars with her as a co-lead. It's unbelievable that, 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 that movie, it's just, it's crazy. It was just, a, yeah. it was just a confluence of bad planning, bad execution from the marketing side and just people being sick of a ton of star Wars and Marvel movies at that point. There had been like four or five huge ones before solo came out in a five month period. Right, right, agreed. But we're back on bit. track, baby, and I, I don't agreed. think uh, Episode Nine is going to make $3 billion, but the bigger goal for them is to match The Force Awakens $1 billion in the U.S. and the rest of the world. If they get it, great. If they don't, whatever. It's Star Wars is an American property. It does well in England. It does well in Australia. It does well in the sort of the U.K. and sort of the English Commonwealth countries, English-speaking countries in the U.S. and Canada, uh, Mexico, North America in general. But outside of that, man, it doesn't make money in China and it doesn't make a ton in Europe. It's just one of those properties. I, I would argue. I would argue that it doesn't matter how good this next movie is. It's going to be one of the best sales wise. It will be one of the best movies because they properly they're going to properly market it and they're going to properly um, they're gonna, they're they're going to and and they are properly releasing it alongside of their sold out tours in in Disney right now. Like I was there the weekend that it was that it was there and. I That's am a, great a huge point. Star Wars fan, yet there's no fucking way I'm spending the money to go wait in a fucking line, you know, when I have literally maybe two days to hang out with my friends when I went to my brother's wedding. You know, like, I'm going to go hang out with my friends. I did not expect people in general, Sammy, not people like you, but just human beings to want to go to the Star Wars theme park thing so quickly I-, I thought people would be rolling their eyes and it would take a couple of years but everyone's been complaining about how busy it is which from my yeah. outside perspective I'm thrilled people are interested in Star Wars but I didn't think it would be so popular so quickly like Harry Potter no, like I- Harry Potter land I get this I wasn't sure about dude I'll tell you right now I-, I think I think the bandwagon and the spread 
Like, I think it will exceed the three billion. Um, I, I think really think nine's going to beat Avengers Endgame. I think no. it might. It won't. It, what else? It, what else it, is coming it, out? It won't because, because, it because of China. It won't because of China. It, it, it won't because they won't get the China money. That's the only reason. It could make two and a half, but it's not making three. I'm telling you right what, now. What's the highest Star Wars movie ever? Force Awakens. And two billion, half here, half abroad. Oh, sorry, I misunderstood. I was Avengers made like thirty-two percent in the I'm U.S. Sorry, and the I'm rest abroad. Numbers, I, I'm sorry. By saying three, I meant two. I meant it's going to be. I believe this will make the most money out of any Star Wars movie. Maybe, ever. and it doesn't matter how good it is. In my point. It's going to be the best because the characters are comfortable and they're finally being written properly for. You and I, you, I, I'm telling you, you and I can sit here and be like, I didn't necessarily like it. Although I really hope I do. We're going to like just it. Saying, We're going to like as, it the best. I'm telling stop, you, man. Stop, stop, Don't do that to yourself. But no, just, you know, I'm just being, I, I can literally picture sitting here being like, I didn't like it. And you're like, I didn't like it. And we're like, look at how much fucking money it made. Look at the dominance, you know, and then we'll be having that conversation. That's what I'm saying. Like I hope it's great. It has all the it has all the roots and stems and seeds and trees and plants to be a great forest. Uh, but until we get there, we won't know if it's born. I mean, you're burning. projecting here, buddy, because I ended up liking The Force Awakens a little bit more than I initially did. I ended up disliking Last Jedi a little bit more than I initially did. I really like Solo on first viewing, and I still really like it. I loved Rogue One on first viewing, and I still absolutely love and even more obsessed with it. So my opinions up or down have only been like 20% for each of the four movies at most. And so, No, I'm not talking about opinions up or down. I'm yeah. just talking about like... You know, I just think the bandwagon is so large right now. It's so popular, and that like I don't care about that. I just believe in J.J. Abrams and the cast. No, you, you and I don't care about that. But we don't matter. We're not not everyone is a huge Star Wars fan. Huge Star Wars fans is not what makes two billion dollars. Pop culture is what makes two billion dollars. Correct. Huge Star Wars fans are going to go fucking see it at the theater, regardless of of whether it's good or bad. We're all going to go. That's not who they're trying to sell the movie to. They're trying to sell the movie to the dude who's like, "I want to go to a movie. What should I go see? Oh, the new Star Wars movie is out. That sounds cool. It seems everybody in the fucking world is seeing that. I'm going to go see it now. Him. We need him because there's more of him than there are of us." Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to think, man, but Infinity War was a lot of Phase 2 and Phase 3 characters, like the Guardians and Wakanda and um, Doctor Strange, especially Spider-Man. A lot of characters introduced late. Made $2 billion, was great, but Endgame made $3 billion, and who was it about? The original six from the Dude, original Rocket Avengers movie. Rocket was arguably a main character in Endgame, by the way, which sure? makes me laugh. Rocket? Right. Yes, Rocket, Rocket and Nebula were definitely there, but in terms of character arc-wise, it focused smartly on the original six of Widow, okay. Hawkeye, Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, and Cap. It focused on but the original six, and it made a billion more than the one that focused on the newer characters, which is why they're starting the new phase with Black Widow, man. And they're doing there is the ne- the last movie that we know of from this phase is Thor. It's not a coincidence of the big six. The big one to start it and the big one to end it is Black Widow and Thor, who are the original six. You you know, people g- gain loyalty to these characters over time. And so if people like Poe, Finn, Ray, and Kylo as characters, man, people will come out. If they're not into it, then they're really going to have to do a good sales job. Yeah. 
but little girls love Ray. That's the thing. Ray is the Ray is the big thing, and men love Kylo as just a villain, even if they despise him in his actions, like us. But like old school, like Vader guys do like Kylo as a bad guy, and then you got the girls who love Ray. It's a pretty good confluence. Um, but I still think you throw Ahsoka Tano in the movie. I'm sticking with my prediction, baby. That's my last thought. So. I was just making that point about Rocket just because, like, I just think back to voice acting, like, how dominant, like, a good character can... I was just actually... I bought... Full disclosure, I bought Endgame today to watch it again quickly so when we when we do it in the yes. next couple of weeks that I'm more familiar. I want to watch it probably one more time um, again. But anyway, just I just find it we're talking about pop culture and like, you know, popular guys. And I feel like if I saw Bradley Cooper on the street, I'd be like rocket, you know, <laughs> not silver, li- or silver lining playbook. Not, you know, yeah, he never uh, went on any of the press tours or anything for rocket. Yeah. I'd be yeah. like rocket. Right. Yep. And like, like just cause that's my favorite character he did. And maybe that's cause I'd like to think I'm ahead of the curve. But maybe that's because I think voice acting is underappreciated because of like all the stuff we do with Rebels and, and all the stuff we do with Clone Wars and, and, and how much we like it. Um, but I really think his CGI character of Rocket is incredible. When he like holds Nebula's hand and then – I mean there's just so many times where he's, he's literally he, – I mean, he's not going to win Best Supporting Actor, but he is in, if his movie, if it was a movie in terms of time on screen and stuff, like, he is enough on screen to be a supporting actor. You well, know Bradley what I mean? Cooper not- in general, that's the problem. Jennifer Lawrence has three Oscars and Bradley Cooper has zero. That's a problem. Bradley Cooper is also... I love J-Law to death. Okay, in, in, on and death. off screen, okay. I love J-Law. But I'm sorry, if someone was to win an award for Silver Linings Playbook, he's the one who should have won. The problem with his character in Silver Lining Playbook and her character in Silver Lining Playbook is they are way too pretty. Because pretty will get a dysfunctional person very far in life. It's you know? Hollywood. Natalie Portman and Scarlett Johansson are pretty too, dude. So is Gal Gadot. <laughs> I just think you could have maybe So is Felicity Jones. So is Diego no, Luna. No offense to these characters. I think if you did an Amy Schumer and a Seth Rogen as those characters, it would have been a little more. No, no, no. We're going way far afield, dude. I'm going to let you go here because we could talk forever uh, and we can continue talking off the podcast. Uh, But this is definitely the postscript I I was hoping for for the most part. Uh, I will vastly disagree with you to replace J-Law and Bradley Cooper in that movie with those other two actors, even though I like them. I love No, I don't want to replace them. If you look at J-Law in that movie, she actually looks looks really young. She's got, crazy. She's kind of got chubby cheeks. She looks like a, she looks like a girl. She's still young. They tried to make her a mess. Looks wise, like when she is a mess. She admits openly that she's a mess. She's great at playing Dude, a mess. She, she looks gorgeous in sweatpants. Look, she, they're both beautiful people. And neither, and I think so, and people say I look like Seth Rogen. Yeah, you said this during our Harry Potter thing too, where you you started to go off on a tangent about how Hermione's not attractive in the books, and maybe they should. And I'm like, are you saying they shouldn't cast Emma Watson? I'm like, you're crazy, kid. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's not realistic. I'm just pointing it out. It's more of an observation than I want to change than saying I wish it was different. This is coming from an extremely good-looking guy, people. Don't listen to Simi's lies. He's lying to you. He's being hypocritical. Bad, He's good-looking. He's got a beautiful wife. Our friends are beautiful. Bad. 
man. Anyways. Beautiful. That's why I'm in radio. He keeps trying to get me on the air. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm much prettier. I'm much prettier on radio. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, this is great. Thank you so much. My biggest problem right now is do I cut this in two or just do it all as one? My instinct is to release it all as one, but people are constantly telling me my podcasts are too long, so I don't know. Well, if you want to listen, if, if we've done a good hour here or half hour as this commentary, yeah, I would over say. Over an hour post game. Oh, so cut the post game and, and so label I, the post game. I'll do a quick like insert with me in the beginning. Before our, I'll do a pre-intro for five seconds, being like, "Hey guys, so we actually went long, and we just talk, you know, ended up doing a second podcast, basically. So this is two forty-six, and then uh, two forty-seven is us just talking about Star Wars and the movie industry and so forth, something like that. Does that work? You can do that, or just look at it like a whole fucking different thing. Yeah, awesome, awesome, dude. I'm so proud of you for reading Dune. I'll be thrilled if you read two and three. You definitely don't need to read four, five, and six, but two and three are great to complete the story. So I'm actually reading it again because, I, like I said, by reading it, it's audible. Is and, it Simon uh, Vance that does the voices on your book? Because that's I've been doing the four, five, and six, and it's Simon Vance. He's great. So like I'm going back through it, and now I'm so much more uh, aware of everything that's going on. Let me check who's doing the voice. So the voices that would be a great uh, either prescript or postscript next time to talk about Dune, um, which is awesome. Scott Scott Brick and or Scott, Scott. It should be Scott Brick and Simon Vance. Scott Brick reads like the interludes. It's um. Oh wait, hold on. Sorry. All right, you'll tell me off air. So guys, okay, narrated we- by Scott Scott Brick. Uh, Orlog Cassidy, uh, Iwan Morton, Simon Vance. Yeah, Simon Vance. Simon Vance does most Dion of the reading. Yeah. There, that, that, wow, that sort of I, deep British, sort of husky British voice guy that does most of it is Simon Vance. He he reads a lot of the best fantasy and science fiction, new and old. Yeah, dude, it's incredible. So, so it just says. Um, I guess they. I guess yeah. This is probably just the first book. Is yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is. It is. It's the first book. We'll we'll we'll, we'll continue this. So okay. All right, buddy. This is great. My girl Sabini Bean was awesome. Get a little Mandalorian, yeah. and then we're gonna get some Sagarera next time, buddy. Oh yeah. This was fun. This was fun. Thank you, Simi. Um, and Thanks, buddy. Congrats on the new abode. Uh, hopefully, I'll get to visit one of these days and see. Uh, see what's up there but uh that's always a big deal and it sounds like it went uh, pretty painlessly for you guys yeah man uh well actually yeah kind of threw my back out oh yeah something. that always I should yeah. just let the movers move exactly but, yeah. but you can't help yourself because you're just a tough, <sighs> tough guy <laughs> like i said fat old man yeah. anyways this was great man i can't wait to do it end game to come no oh, um, yes yeah, definitely end game more of these before that but uh, we'll get there Awesome. All right. Thank you, Simmy. Thank you, Bizzlecast listeners. More Daily Rebels and other Bizzlecasts to come. May the Force be with you. But for now, the Bizzlecast is out. Brrr. 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 Brrr.